Well, if you're brand new to these uh, things, my name is Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, and we're an award-winning visual marketing agency who help brands and businesses create content that really helps them stand out on their social media, be it video, animation, aerial, written, graphic, all sorts of different types of stuff. However, a few years ago, it became very obvious to me that not every brand, not every business had a marketing budget that meant they could have content created for them on a regular basis. And the thing about social media is consistency is probably the most important thing. So if you can't afford to have content created for you, what can you do in the meantime to create content yourself that won't cost you anything? Free, my favorite four-letter word. I sat down, I came up with a process, I called it How to Nine Times Your Social Media, I turned it into a book, it went to number one on Amazon, which was amazing, um, and you can still get hold of a copy of it right now using the link in the section below for like 99p, and it takes you through from everything that is marketing planning right through to podcasting and all the stuff that happens in between, and what you can do with those pieces of content to make them work harder for you so that you can create other content. The whole idea is to try and save you some time because when you sit down with a business, a small business owner, one of the things they really struggle with is time. So that's what I want to try and do is help you get onto that content creation journey by giving you some of your time back so that you can create content. The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints, and great content ideas. Uh, so today, like I say, we're going to be talking about the fact that it is Bullying Prevention Day, World Bullying Prevention Day at that as well. So for those of you who don't know my story, I was bullied. I was bullied at school um, all the way through um, junior and quite a lot of secondary school as well. And um, yeah, it's it's not fun in any way, shape or form, but you kind of find your ways of, of dealing with bullying as you go through the years, um, as well as hopefully trying to speak to people about it and get help wherever you possibly can do. Um, unfortunately, I went to school in an age where it was kind of like man up, which is probably not the best solution, but that was the solution at the time. Um, these days, teachers and schools and things like that are a lot more understanding of the situation and will help you deal with it. But if you're getting bullying on your content as a business owner, as a brand, that can be quite difficult to take. Trolls can be a bit of a pain in the ass, let's be honest, even if they are completely faithless. Because if, if they're going to type something to you, that's them. You can't see them. They've no idea. You've no idea what they look like, whether they really are Paul, as it says on their name, or whether they're something completely different. So trolls are a, can be a, a real bugbear for a lot of brands, a lot of businesses. So I want to talk to you about how I kind of deal with trolls. Um, I used to get a lot of trolls on my YouTube content. And um, once you get to a, a certain stage, you've got to realize actually once you get start being seen by people and your content starts landing in their feed, even though they've not requested it because that's the way the algorithms work, then actually it means that you're doing something right. And if they're coming onto your content and trolling it, like being derogatory or negative, you're probably doing something really right again because they're taking the time out of the day to comment on your content. So there's a few ways I look at it. The first thing is, if somebody is being derogatory or nasty or whatever on my content, they are commenting on your content. The algorithm does not recognize whether it's a positive content comment or a negative comment. All it sees is a comment. So if a troll is sat there going, your content sucks and you're a load of rubbish, you northern monkey boy, I don't care. Number one, I really don't care. And number two, I don't care because their comment is 
reaction on my content. It's an interaction on my content. The algorithm is looking at that interaction and saying, brilliant, what we're going to do is push that content further. Now, if you can get them into some sort of conversation with you, even better. Now, I'm not one to say everybody should go out and actually engage with the trolls. In fact, there's a very famous saying, don't feed the trolls. But what I will do is I'll dive in there and I'll try and kill them with kindness. Because generally it is a case of, oh, this is a load of rubbish. And then you can dive in a little bit further and you can say, well, what is it that you feel is rubbish about this content? And then you can start having a conversation with them. And every single one of those comments that you get back from them and the ones that you are posting is interaction on your content. And the algorithm is seeing this and seeing that the content is getting regular interaction, even if it's from the same person, that conversations are happening. And it goes, right, this content must be really good. I'm going to start pushing it further and further and further. If you remember the other day, I mentioned about the fact that all social media channels take a piece of content and put it out to a section of your audience. And if that section of your audience interacts with your content or shares it, and then somebody else sees it like a troll, and they interact with it, then that piece of content gets pushed further. And it's different for every single platform. LinkedIn, for example, they give you an hour to get a certain amount of points. And once you get that certain amount of points, they'll push you a bit further and so on and so forth. So if you can get those interactions up, even better. Now, I'm not like I say, I'm not suggesting you go and feed the trolls. Sometimes it's just easier just to ignore them or block them or what have you. But don't take their comments to heart. Number, number one, like I say, they are interacting with your content. So you are getting interaction that you've not necessarily asked for. It's not particularly pleasant because they're saying derogatory things. But if you can ignore the derogatory stuff and just think about the positive of its interaction and it's helping the algorithm push my content further... That's a real plus. Even if it is a trolley con comment, who cares about that? The next thing is imagine how bad their life is that they have had to come onto your content, watch it, and then leave a derogatory comment. It's kind of something you need to feel sorry for them about, really, rather than actually getting really upset about the fact that they're coming onto your content and being derogatory or nasty or what have you. Just think along the lines of, well, okay, they must be in a really bad place right now to come onto my content where I'm trying to give value, I'm trying to help people within my niche, and they're still leaving that derogatory content, that comment, that horrible comment, whatever. So you've got number one, it's interaction in your content. Number two, this person's probably in a really bad place, so you should be feeling sorry for them. And number three, probably the most important one, they're not your customer. They're not your niche. They're just somebody who happens to have stumbled across your content, found it, and thought they'll leave a bit of a, a dodgy comment to try and put you down because they need to bring you down as low as they're feeling on that day as well. Well, they're, not, they're, they're really not your niche. If you've sat down and decided who your avatar is and you're making content specifically for your avatar, then it doesn't matter that this person who is a nobody and faceless is leaving this derogatory comment and they're helping your interaction rates, they're helping the algorithm push your content further. They're probably in a really bad place and they're not your customer. They're not somebody you're wanting to talk to. So it really doesn't matter because your customers aren't leaving derogatory comments. Your customers aren't saying you suck or anything like that. They're probably leaving you comments like, wow, I'd never known that, or thank you so much for sharing that, or thank you for selling this product to me. It was amazing, or whatever it might be. So 
On Bullying Prevention Day, it's easier said than done, I know, but I want you to think about those three points because they're going to help you get through that level of potential trolling. It's not nice for anybody, and you can block trolls and you can ban them from your channel and all that kind of stuff. For me, what I try to do is leave the channels open, the channels of communication open as well, so that I can converse with them. Don't feed the trolls necessarily unless you feel comfortable to do it. And then just, um, yeah, remember, it's interaction. They're in a bad place and they're not your customer. And most importantly of all, it's none of your business what anybody else thinks of you. It's something I live by myself. It's a mantra I try to live to. It's in the description of this video. Go and look down in the section below. It's written in there. It is none of your business what anybody else thinks of you. Again, it's not easy to necessarily uh, live by that rule, but if you can do, um, it will really help you start putting more content out as well. Because if you do get trolls, it can kind of batter your, your, your ego a little bit and you kind of step back and wonder, should I still be posting? Should I start posting better content, more perfect content, rather than the value I've been giving? Just keep posting what you're posting. They're not your customer and you're you're doing good. Okay, right. Let's move on, shall we? Because I think I've given trolls enough time. Um, so we're going to answer some of your questions this morning, or I'm going to answer some of your questions this morning. If you have any questions you'd like me to answer, stick them into the comments, whatever platform you're watching on, uh, say hello, and then ask your question, uh, whether you're on Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, YouTube, LinkedIn, Wherever you are, just let me know where you're watching and I will do my best to answer as many of your questions as I possibly can. I'll pop up on my screen. I'm also going to check backwards and forwards on comments and things like that. Now and again, popping up on uh, YouTube and on Facebook and things like that on my phone. So, yeah, just come and join me and uh, ask your questions away. Let's see what's coming in. Um, right. Okay. First question, uh, SIP is asking the question that came through um is saying i'm an artist who is really struggling with social media what value can i give okay so, so strangely enough i've had a lot of artists ask pretty much the same question this uh last few months during doing these lives so if you are an artist and you're creating content there is so much value you can give. And I don't mean teaching people how how to paint or how a certain oil works or how a certain watercolour works, although those things would be great. What I'm saying is you need to be looking at a way of trying to give that behind-the-scenes feel to your content, that information that people might not necessarily always get from seeing a piece of art. So if you've got a piece of artwork... And it could be anything, of course. And it's in a gallery and people come to see it. There's no real necessary story there. You try and let people make their mind up about the image itself. But you could do story behind the scenes content for your paintings. So when you're coming up with an idea for something, film yourself going through that process. So if you're walking down the street and you catch something in your eye and you're like, that's a really great idea. Quick, get your phone out, talk to your phone. Number one, it's a great way of holding that idea for yourself because how many times have you come up with an idea and then completely forgot 
what the idea was. So it's a great way of holding the idea for yourself. But then you can also create a behind-the-scenes story for each piece of artwork that you're creating. So why you painted something like this is because you saw a reflection in a puddle on a rainy day, or you were walking through a wildlife safari park and you saw this and that, and the, the patterns on the animals, and you thought of that and this and the other. Whatever it might be, there is a story to every piece of artwork you make. You don't just get some paint. You don't just get some whatever your medium is and just splash the canvas or whatever it might be. And there you go. That's it. That's my piece of artwork done. The successful artists and most artists have a reason for creating each piece of artwork. So tell that story. Like I said, film it. Do it on Instagram stories, do it on Snapchat, TikTok, wherever you want to do it. But document that process of you creating that piece of artwork so then people have an idea as to why you created what you created, but also they've got more of an emotional connection with you about why you've created what you've created. It's not just a piece of artwork hanging on a wall in a gallery anymore. There's a story to it. And every business has a story. Every piece of artwork will have a story. So you've just got to find a way of telling that story, be it in written format, video, audio, all of the above, preferably. But try and give people that behind-the-scenes look of how you create your artwork. Not necessarily, like I say, how to do painting, but how you create what you're creating. I think that would be very interesting to people. So, yeah. Hopefully that's helped a little bit, Sip. And if it's not, drop me another message and we can try and book in a one-to-one and have a proper chat or something like that. Um, okay, here's one. Jenny is asking the question, I'm not a great dancer, but I do uh, run a brand as a mindset coach. Should I be on TikTok? Absolutely. Have you been on there lately? TikTok has aged up so dramatically during lockdown. It's ridiculous. It's full now of mums and dads and 40, 50-year-old, 60-year-old pluses. There's granddads on there, and they're doing amazingly, amazingly well by posting regular video content on there, giving advice. None of them are dancing. I think there's a dancing granddad, but other than that, none of them are dancing and doing all the typical stuff that you would see on TikTok. They might do it now and again, but it's not what their main feed is all about. They're there to help people. And as a mindset coach right now, people need that help. People really, really need that help. And if you can look at what your niche is, if your niche is even a younger age group audience, then TikTok is definitely the place for you to be as a mindset coach because you can help these students who are university and stuck indoors in the UK or kids going back to school in America and the UK and places like that all around the globe, to be honest, you could help them with their mindset of, are they worried about going back? What kind of coping mechanisms could they use? All those kind of things that you can help with, which could be free advice, um, but just invaluable to a younger person or anybody. One of the things I was chatting about the other day is I, I think that people are going to still, even right now, when furlough has ended in the UK and they're doing the job retention scheme thing, but I think a lot of people are really going to struggle going back to crowded places when they've been working at home on their own. They're really going to struggle to go into where lots of people are. I think a lot of people are going to have that issue. Um, and being a mindset coach, you could help with that kind of thing with regular content. So, yeah. 100%. Yes, you should be on TikTok. You should be everywhere else as well, Jenny. Let's be honest about it. Um, creating content, 
doing what you do, there's so much value you can give on every platform. You could write it as a blog. You can do videos. You can do short-form videos. You could do podcasts, all sorts of things. So, yeah, 100%. You should be creating loads of content. But TikTok, yeah, even though it might feel still a little bit young, it is aging up dramatically. And even if there is a young audience on there, you could be speaking to them and helping them dramatically through these really strange and difficult times at the moment. Um, quick hello to Michael, who's joined us on Facebook. Um, and also, I'm, it's coming up as a Facebook user. I'm not sure who this might be. I'm guessing maybe Ed, because I'm a Liverpool supporter, um, saying Liverpool are doing well. So uh, good morning to you as well. Uh, thank you very much for joining me this morning. Uh, if you do have any questions, if you're watching on the replay, listening on the podcast, or just tuning in right now, stick them into the comments, whatever platform you're watching on. I'll go through them and we'll answer your questions on Wednesday's live, which will be live at 12 o'clock. And we'll have a special guest as well, the Skinny Jean Gardener. He's going to be joining us on Wednesday at 12 to chat about what he does, how he uses social media, all that kind of stuff. So make sure you come and join me at 12 o'clock on Wednesday for that live. But until then, thank you so much for watching. As always, it's honestly, it, it, I'm amazed people tune in still on a regular basis. So it's so cool. Thank you very, very much. If you are brand new, whatever platform you're watching on, make sure you hit follow or subscribe, whatever it is on there. And uh, if you think this content could be valuable to anybody within your network, how about you move your mouse or your thumb ever so slightly to one side and hit that share button as well. Make sure we start growing the community even more so, get more and more people watching, uh, get more and more people listening to the podcast, all that kind of stuff and uh, it will make a huge difference. So thank you so much. Uh, until Wednesday, though, uh, still weird times, so I'm still going to keep saying it. Stay safe. But until then, thanks ever so much for watching. Have a good one. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.